I want to tell you something, and that is operating a food company has been one of the most challenging endeavors of my life. From innovating products that we want to land at the intersection of taste and nutrition, to wrestling with supply chain issues and managing inventory, I have had more sleepless nights in the past three years than I have in the last 30, including the 12 when I was a firefighter. But no one tells you that food is hard. But I also want to say it's because of each of you that we continue to get in the trenches day after day after day. It's in our core values to keep at it, knowing that we are filling a giant void in the market with products that you can't find anywhere else. And this makes it easier for us to climb out of bed each day. I want to thank you for your patience. We are anxiously awaiting the return of our organic pancake and waffle mixes. And we're excited to announce that our Plant Strong milks will be available online later this week, followed soon thereafter by the return of our exciting new burger mixes. Our goal is to be your reliable and trustworthy partner for all things Plant Strong, allowing you to stock up on healthy meals that you can make and enjoy in minutes while still managing your busy lives. I appreciate each and every one of you and want you to know that the effort will be worth it once more brands start to care about the integrity of the nutrition that they're putting into their products. Thank you so much for your support and please stay tuned for exciting updates at planstrong.com. If you've been looking for a no calorie beverage that checks every single box, this is for you. At Plan Strong, we have brought our whole food philosophy to the world of tea by creating a line of family sized, premium, full leaf tea bags that brew pitchers of refreshing iced tea using functional ingredients with real benefits. Our most popular is our raspberry hibiscus, and it's made with real raspberries and hibiscus flowers. Just like all of our products, we never use artificial ingredients or so-called natural flavors like other brands. And here's some great news. If you look up the benefits of hibiscus tea on nutritionfacts.org by, of course, the incredible Dr. Michael Greger, he'll tell you, in my comparison of the antioxidant content of 282 beverages last year, hibiscus tea came out numero uno. Within an hour of consumption, people who drink the tea have a nice spike in antioxidants levels compared to drinking water. And he recommends sipping on it throughout the day. Well, lucky for you, we've made, in my opinion, one of the most delicious raspberry hibiscus teas that you could ever ask for. It's on the Esselstyn table three times a day during the summer, and I hope that you'll check it out for your family. You can view all of our products designed to complement your lifestyle at planstrongfoods.com. And if this happens to be your first order, go ahead and save 10% when you use the code STRONG10. Thanks so much. I'm Rip Esselstyn, and welcome to the Plan Strong Podcast. The mission at Plan Strong is to further the advancement of all things within the plant-based movement. 
We advocate for the scientifically proven benefits of plant-based living and envision a world that universally understands, promotes, and prescribes plants as a solution to empowering your health, enhancing your performance, restoring the environment, and becoming better guardians to the animals we share this planet with. We welcome you wherever you are on your Plant Strong journey, and I hope that you enjoy the show. From Austin, Texas, I want to head up to my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, for today's guest, Chef Vegan Vicky. A few months back, she had me as a guest on her My Dope Vegan Friends show, and she blew me away with her huge personality and her zest for life. I'm thrilled to return the favor and have her on the Plant Strong podcast. A little bit about Vicky. She is a proud Clevelander who in 2008 was diagnosed with non-smoking lung cancer. After surgery, she started researching all the ways that she could get healthy and avoid a recurrence of this or any other form of cancer. And no surprise to anyone here, but that homework led her to a whole food, plant-strong diet, and she ended up losing almost 100 pounds. This transformation changed everything in her life, and she went from working in the insurance industry to becoming the first vegan to be in a major sports arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Today, she's also a private vegan chef to several families and members of the NBA and NFL and she runs pop-ups in the arena as well as the Cleveland market. Truly remarkable. Her energy and her humor are contagious, which is definitely one of the reasons you'll love her as much as I did. Please welcome to the Plan Strong Podcast, Chef Vegan Vicky of Conscious Cuisine. All right, it is showtime. I am here with Chef Vegan Vicky. Chef, chef, yes. Vicki, welcome to the Plant Strong Podcast. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. I'm even better because I am on the Plant Strong Podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And so I'm I'm doing amazing. Good. And you are in my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am in Cleveland. And we have had all four seasons in one week. So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so what, have you had snow and have you had a 75 degree day or what's going on? Absolutely. Well, you know what? No, we didn't have snow, but we did have cold temperatures. Yeah. We had some rain. Then we had uh, a summer day two days ago. It was like 75, 76. Then, of course, the next day it's 40. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, you you reached out to me the other day because you wanted me to be on your um, dope dope vegan friends. Yes, this is your Instagram uh, live segment. Yes, was, we had a lot of fun. And when you reached out to me a couple of weeks ago, you know, I did a little research on you, and I was like, "Wow, I have to have this fascinating, remarkable woman on the Plant Strong podcast." Oh my goodness! A A you're from Cleveland, which I adore and, and love and will always have a warm spot in my heart for. Absolutely. And of course you are, you know, you're, you're vegan, you're, you're plant strong, but even more than that, you have, you've got quite a journey, quite a story. Yeah. 
and, and you yeah. are you are a you're a grinder, but you also you make things happen. And so Absolutely. I want to talk about all that stuff with uh, with our audience today. Yes. And I'm just trying to figure out where we should start. And I think a good place might be. So ha- were you born and raised in Cleveland? Have you been in Cleveland your whole life? Yes, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. So I have been here my whole life. Uh, but I, um, I've got deep Southern roots from my family. So that's where I get my, my cooking chops from. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I definitely wrote born and raised and still love Cleveland. No matter how bad they talk about us, I still love my city. Uh-huh. <laughs> so where in Cleveland do you live? Are you on the east side, west side, like Lakewood? Where are you? Rocky River? No, I'm actually in um, on the east side yeah. near Bedford, Ohio. Okay, sure. Yeah, so I'm in that area. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Um, now, I don't know too many people from Cleveland. That are that are vegan. Okay. Um, I think more and more people are you know, obviously becoming vegan. Absolutely. But, but I'd love to to understand how you got turned on to you know being being plant strong with your life. Sure. Well, how I got uh, how I became plant strong is actually um, I started back in 2008. Um, I was diagnosed with non-smoker lung cancer. So uh, before that. I was an avid meat eater. I mean, the steakhouses knew me by name, honey. <laughs> so <laughs> they knew. Tell me the name of a of a steakhouse in Cleveland that you kn- knew you by name. Oh, Longhorn. Okay. Longhorn on oh, oh, Texas Roadhouse. Okay. Texas Roadhouse was my baby. They say, you know, you can go in and pick your steak. They say which one you want. That was me. You know, um, but in uh, June of 2008, I um, I had, I, if anybody is familiar with vertigo, I, sometimes I have bouts of vertigo where it messes with their equilibrium and things like that on my way to work. And uh, I stopped off at Hillcrest Hospital and uh, went to get told to just give my little pink pill so I can go home, rest for the you know rest of the day. And the following day, my primary physician contacted me and told me, you know, they found a mass on your lung. And I'm like, what? You know, and he was like, you don't smoke, do you? And I'm like, no, because I've been with my primary physician since I was probably like eight years old. So he knew everything about me. And um, I just started taking tests and everything came back inconclusive and went to a cardiothoracic surgeon, same test, same blood test. And and the crazy thing is, um, for anybody that knows anybody with cancer, you can look it up. The PET scan is when they inject you and the dye is supposed to go right to the source of that came back inconclusive, didn't go anywhere, which was so they told me, you know, oh, you'd have to have the worst luck for it to be something bad. And I'm like, well, I don't believe in luck. You know, my faith carries me and and what was supposed to be an hour or like 45 minutes to an hour biopsy ended up being a five and a half hour procedure because so, so you, they, they put you under for this. Yeah. They put me under to, you know, cause at this point they say, well, we don't know what it is. We're going to go in, just do a wedge incision, take it out, do a biopsy and we'll see. So it was supposed to be 45 minutes to an hour. 
ended up being five and a half hours later. And I come out and I'm in ICU and the doctor says, you know, it was cancer. And I'm like, how would I know it was cancer? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, uh, they removed my lower left lung because I had uh, what they call bronchiovalvular carcinoma mucinix, which is cancer that's in your bronchial area. Yeah. So had that. And like I said, no history of cancer in my family, nothing. So, and they still, to it's, I'll be 15 years cancer-free this year, and they still don't know what caused it. Yeah. So. So this was in 2008. You had this procedure done. Absolutely. You removed the lower part of your left lung. Yeah. And after they did the procedure, was there anything else like chemotherapy or radiation or? No, for me, they, um, when I was under, they took lymph nodes to test and did all of that. And, uh, they didn't find anything. And because they took the, uh, part of the lung out, I didn't have to go through any type of, uh, chemotherapy or radiation, but I did have to go through, um, breathing treatments and therapy because, you know, the way they sealed me up and everything, it was really still hard for me to even try to expand my lungs. And so I had to go through treatments like that, but no, thank the Lord, no chemotherapy or no radiation. So what was the recovery period like as far as you getting your, your lung function back? Do you have it back completely or? You know what? Sometimes I still have trouble like de- inhaling, especially when it's cold outside. Yeah. It almost feels like a, a balloon that, you know, when it gets cold and it scrunches up, it almost feels like that and it's tight. But other than that, you know, my um, lung capacity is is really good. You know, when I go to the physician, uh, even in surgery, they said that my lung capacity never went below like a 95, mm. which was they were like, this is a this is amazing. I don't <laughs> get it, you know. And I remember just telling the doctors, even when I'm because you have to spend like a 24 hours in ICU and then you go to a regular room and I can remember telling them, I don't want to be in a room with anybody. I want my own room because I'm not sick. I don't want to be around sick people. Mm. And I remember I, I just vividly because I was like, I want to get out of here. And I, I remember just and my faith kept me going. And I'm like, look, I'm not sick. I don't want to be around sick people. So I just I just want to heal and be on my way. Tell me. tell. So you've mentioned faith several times today. Yeah. So far, what uh, what is your faith? What's your belief? Well, my belief, I am uh, I'm a Christian. I believe, you know, in Jesus Christ. He's my savior. Mm-hmm. And I am, um, you know, I believe that, you know, he is definitely, you know, healed me and uh, has put me on a path because I always believed that what I went through was not for me because of the fact that I've been able to help so many people along my journey especially with lung cancer, to see me uh, be a heal from lung cancer, which is um, one of the, like, you really don't know you have it until like the final stages of it. And, you know, and people, because that's when you start showing symptoms and, you know, people always say, well, oh, you must've been in stage one. And I said, no, I was in the Jesus stage. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because, because there was nothing, you know, I, I mean, going in for one thing and then coming out, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, how, looking back, how fortuitous that you decided to go in and try and get that little pill for your vertigo. Right. 
and and the thing is, when I was there, they were like, well, we're just going to take an x-ray. And I'm like, y'all wasting my time. Why are you taking an x-ray? You know, because I'm like, usually I just get the pig pill and I'm gone. Yeah. And but I just I'm I'm so grateful that, you know, how the Lord just orchestrated my steps to get me, you know, to where I needed to be and 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 be here today to talk to Rip. <laughs> so 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 looking back mm-hmm. it sounds like you're in some ways thankful that you got the the lung cancer and and, Absolutely. and the gifts that have ensued because of that is that correct Absolutely I just I'm I'm grateful because if it was not for that I wouldn't have um studied and looked into being you know vegetarian at first and then vegan and then plant strong and then meeting people and helping people along the way and, and really just sharing my testimony with other people. Yeah. So how soon after your procedure Mm -hmm. did you then go from going to Longhorn Steakhouse to, (laughs) uh, to start eating a plant-based diet? Actually what? Okay. So my surgery, so within the span, it was June, but then my surgery was July 9th. And it was the week of Thanksgiving, the same year, 2008, that I um, actually, you know, the plain dealer, the local paper here, they had a because I was I was going to the library first. I was going to the library, just really trying to make some sense of what was going on. And I I was getting books out like I was writing a dissertation about, (laughs) you know, just trying to really find out about cancer, what could cause cancer and things like that. And I remember the um, the week before Thanksgiving, the plain dealer had a like a three page article about food and how it's processed. Uh. And I was reading it and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I literally went cold turkey. No pun intended. The week of Thanksgiving. Uh. I just at first I was vegetarian, but I, I stopped eating eggs. So I was like, um uh, lacto vegetarian. So I was still drinking milk, things like that. And that was like the week of Thanksgiving. So I was doing that. And then I started seeing, you know, changes and, you know, my three month checkup, five month checkup, everything was clear and good. And then I started losing weight. And then I said, well, you know what? I started studying more and I was like, well, you know, I think I'm gonna become a vegan. And at that, and that was about maybe about a year after becoming a vegetarian, about a year later, I became vegan and, and there was really nothing out like how it is now. Of course, you know, it it was not mainstream and not just that there was nobody that looked like me that was vegan, you know, and when I told people, meaning that very few black people. Very few black people in Cleveland that were doing this. Absolutely. And I remember I was in a grocery store and there was a um, a elderly black woman. And we were we started. I don't even know how we strung up the conversation because I was oh I know I was looking at some tofu. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I tried (laughs) this before, but I'm going to try to do it again. You know, so she just started talking. And at the time she had been. 40 years vegan. Oh. And I was so I almost wanted to cry because I was like, you get me. 
you get me, you know, and it just really encouraged me to just stay with it. And so, and at that time I had ended up losing like 83 pounds Wow! because, because of the fact, and, and I know I'm probably talking too much. I'm sorry. Rick. No, this is all good. It's all good. But, um, what I've noticed is that at that time I was, I was plant strong. I would, you could not tell me anything because there was nothing that was out like the processed foods and things like that. So I was definitely playing strong side, so you know, lost 83 pounds. And then, then they started coming out with the, all oh, the process. Oh, what they got burgers now? Oh, they got hot dogs. And your girl gained about 50 pounds. Of <laughs> it happens. It happens. And I was like, and, and it was just like the other day I was talking to my sister and I said, and it, it was like an epiphany because I'm back in the gym and I'm doing, you know, and I'm, I'm back playing strong. I'm like, I'm not, I don't even want no processed food. And I said, you know what? I know I was plant, I was plant-based vegan back in the day because there was nothing out there, you know? So it is just, it's so just is that, is, it is. And so is that why when I was looking through your Instagram posts in the beginning of March, it looked like you said, okay, I'm going plant heavy. Yeah. For the month of March. Yeah. Basically, you're going back to the basics. I'm going back to the basics. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. Because I was like, I don't want anything else. Because, and and as I'm thinking, and no no dig to anybody. If you do it, that's beautiful. Uh But for me, I'm like, what's the difference between me eating this processed burger and another processed burger? I mean, they're both processed. So yeah, Mark, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I am, I am back to my original state of mind and being, being plant, plant strong. That's good. How, what was the reaction from your, your family? Um, first, let me ask you, are your mother and father still alive? No, they're deceased. Okay. Yeah. They, they passed away before, um, before my dad's like 98 and my mom passed away in 2006. Okay. So there, but I have my sister and my, you know, my brothers and stuff. Okay. And what did, what do they think about what you're doing as far as your journey and being plant-based? You know what? My sister loves it because she gets the best of both worlds. I'm the only vegan in the family. So family functions are, you still doing that? I'm like, it's 15 <laughs> years. I think yeah. <laughs> that's so, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you still doing that? Uh, right. like, oh, you still. I literally had a shirt made that says, yes, I'm still vegan. You know, like, stop asking me. <laughs> that <laughs> like, is yes. awesome. That is awesome. You know, and, but the one thing about it, my sister, she is very supportive and my family, they, you know, they'll ask me that, but they're still very supportive about what I do, you know, at first they're like, what, what are you doing? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. You know, and go on. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I'm, I am not eating meat anymore, you know, and I always tell them, you know, Popeye's will not go out of business because I'm not eating chicken anymore. <laughs> you know? No, no. Or, or Chick-fil-A. What right. about, now, what about, um, what did you do for work up until about 2015? Actually, I was, uh, well, I worked at Progressive Insurance. Oh, yeah. I was in insurance. Yeah. So uh, I think that was like everybody's job back in that time. Their their home base is Cleveland. Yeah, right. So I was with uh, Progressive Insurance and then I was with um, a uh, charter school. 
So I worked uh, the front office there and um, and uh, I was with Progressive uh, during this time where I had the surgery. Gotcha. So, yeah. At what point did you decide or how was that plea, that seed planted where you were like, you know what? I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start cooking. I am, I am going to do conscious cuisine. (laughs) And, and I mean, how did that happen? You know what? I actually, it was about 2000, uh, third, about 2013 where I was actually like cooking. And, uh, but before that I was, you know, making my own food and really, you know, because I was like, I just, I got to eat. So, and I'm going to start just making my own, you know, making my own foods and stuff. And when I would take my lunch, you know, people are like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, some tofu and then, but I'm like, just taste it, you know? So I would let people, I would take food to people just to try it because I thought it was good, you know, (laughs) because I always called my mom the MacGyver of cooking because she could make, she was one of my my mom's side, some of the best cooks ever, you know? So I just used a lot of the stuff that I learned and I would just apply it and make it vegan. So you're, so you're cagey like your mother in the kitchen. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I would uh, cook and then I would share food with people. And then all of a sudden they were like, well, you know, you, you, can you make me some, you know, can you make me some food, you know, for a couple of days? And I'm like, Okay. You know, and they're like, well, how much? And I'm like, I don't know. So then as much more that started and my first name was actually Urban Sweetness because I was only I had this idea <laughs> that I was just going to make little mini vegan uh, desserts. Uh-huh. So that name kind of stuck. And but people, you know, they they would ask me to occasionally make sweets but it was always the savory stuff. They were like, no, I want, no, what's the, the other stuff you made? The, and I'm like, oh, the vegan crab cakes? Yes, I want some of those. Yeah. And I want this. So, you know, I um, decided to do the v, uh, the um, Cleveland Veg Fest for the first time where I was doing vegan soul food because there was no, there was nobody in Cleveland, you know, doing vegan soul food. So I said, well, I'm only going to make enough just in case nobody wants this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only going to make enough for about a hundred people. And that's it because the Cleveland Veg Fest was one of the best ones ever. I don't know if you ever, you know, if you've gone or whatever, but so I, you know, I'm there, I'm making it. And this was like maybe 2017. And are you, then are you selling it? Do you have like a booth in your Yeah, I have a booth by this time I had, you know, legally made myself a business, you know. <laughs> and are you now urban sweetness or have you changed to no, conscious I'm conscious cuisine, cuisine now. Yeah, okay. I'm conscious so cuisine. Before I want you to we're gonna come back to uh okay, I'm sorry. No, we're gonna come back to that. But so tell me, conscious cuisine. Yes. How'd you come up with that name and why the K's? That's pretty You cool. know what? The K's I, I wish I had some real intellectual thing. I just thought it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> Cute with a K. Cute with a K. (laughs) But I just, you know, but I wanted a name that people, because 
you know, urban sweetness, they're like, you know, well, what do you, what do you do? What is that? You know? And I'm like, oh, you know, I a vegan chef and I, I do that. And they're like, oh, okay. And, and I'm like, what can I, but the more I started, you know, just thinking about, um, what I serve to people mm-hmm. and how I want people to make a conscious decision about what they're putting in their body. And even for myself, I was like, oh, you know, conscious cuisine, you know, you're going to make a conscious effort to, you know, serve people, you know, plant-based foods, whole, whole plant-based foods and things like that. So that's where the name came from. I think it's brilliant. Well, I also, tell me about your coat of arms there. It looks like a fork. And then is that? Yes, it's a a time. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's time. Got it. Yes, with the fork and the uh, thyme herb. Yes. That's really cool. For my first book, uh, The Engine to Diet in 2009, my coat of arms was very similar to that. I had a fork and then I had a pit, pick head axe. Yeah, uh, I know. There. Yeah. Actually, that book is right over there. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I am the official stalker of your family. <laughs> I have like every book. I'm like, wait, they got a new book out. Wait, I gotta go get it. it." (laughs) Now let's go back. Let's go back to that vegan veg fest. Yes. So you made enough for a hundred just in case you were a little unsure. And 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 what happened? Right. And I I actually still my sister tells me, okay, it's enough. Get okay, stop doing that. Cause I still be like, okay, I don't want to make too much. I don't want to take any food home. But I I made enough for about a hundred people. Yeah. And when I tell you, I, I still have the longest line ever for a veg fest Woo! in Cleveland because, and, and I was so, I was like, you want a little sample? You know, I'm giving out samples and people are like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And when I tell you, I, and of course I ran out of food in like about an hour and 15 minutes. Oh yeah. Veg fest was like five hours. <laughs> Yeah, but I just and that was like my first experience. And that's when, you know, my name started getting out there and I would do pop ups at, you know, different places and people were showing up and they like the lines were like out the door. And it just it was it made me feel so good because it allowed me to not only, you know, share my gift, but tell my story. Yeah. And and really meet people. And that's that's one thing I love. I mean, just talking to people that enjoy the food and things like that. That's like my that's my superpower. So what what did you make for that first uh, veggie fest in 2017? Was it your your crab cakes from Lion Maine or? No. And actually that I was kind of gearing off of the plant base because I had made um like a brisket. Oh. And I made, um, I had, so I had soul food. So I make this sauteed kale. That is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I made a sauteed kale. So I had kale, kale greens, mac and cheese, candied sweet potatoes, uh-huh. brisket, you know, so I had those things and, and, you know, and not even knowing I'm just slapping stuff on plates and here, that, this, uh, <laughs> You you know, looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness. Now, did you have a helper that was helping you out? 
That's I have my sister. Uh, so you can imagine the two of us uh, trying to serve about uh, a line of about 150 people. Yeah. yeah. So I learned my lesson the first veg fest and and got and started helping. Cause I, I always be like, well, you know, I don't know if people want to help me. And oh, it was a big old mess. But wow. it's it's better now. <laughs> and and so you now service you've got a a pop-up at the um rocket field house right yes rocket so, mortgage field house yes so for the Cavs games correct yes for Cavs games and uh the monsters yeah and uh well really all events in the uh if you're in the executive suites i have an exclusive uh vegan menu there Ooh. So first vegan to be at a major sports arena in Cleveland. Yeah. Yes. And um, now we um, we have a uh, I'm in the Cleveland market. So we have like wraps, different types of wraps and salads, vegan salads and vegan wraps in the Cleveland market. Uh, so if you're watching, if you're in Cleveland, it's, one, it's section 117, is 117. It, is that your favorite number now? One- yeah, it is. <laughs> but that was another um just another blessing for me you know and how did that come to pass that you got the invitation to be the first vegan food i guess uh court in uh you know in rocket uh, fieldhouse yeah so they call us chef partners okay so uh how crazy story i know i all my stories are so animated but well we love <laughs> animated <laughs> What happened was there's a an event called uh, Taste of Black Cleveland, and it usually happens during Black History Month. And what they do, they have 20 different chefs that they select from a process. They select these chefs and you go, you know, and you try food and people vote on your food. And, you know, you, you would have the opportunity to be in what they call the launch test kitchen, where you would have different things that people can come and buy. Well, my first year I was selected and uh, the of course the only vegan and at the time this was in 2000 i think was this 2017 18 2018 um i was a only vegan and mind you i had uh you know my fried mushrooms and everything and i'm like and rip when i tell you the people would walk look and walk away i even saw people grab some of my food and instantly go throw it away yeah and what, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, I don't want to eat vegan. And I'm like, it's a mushroom. It's broccoli, you know, or, you know, people say I've never had anything vegan. I'm like, have you had an apple? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know? And so, uh, the next year they asked me to do it again. They said, you know, go ahead and fill out the paper. And I'm like, I'm not doing that again to get embarrassed. And I think, so I think I just was like, okay, whatever. So I did it again, but this time I just went in like, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to get my food. And this time I made cauliflower wings and I had my mac and cheese and I put them in like little martini glasses and I called them mac teenies. (laughs) (laughs) I had them and then I had a little cherry tomato on the end with a toothpick. So, you know, I was trying to be fancy, anything. So of course, like, you know, people could vote on who they liked and stuff. And of course I didn't get a lot of votes, which was fine. But I got more than I got the year before. So I was happy. And I thought that those three people were, you know, slated to be in the launch test kitchen. 
and you know, I was just having a good time. I was talking to everybody. And uh, about a week later, I get a call that says that they wanted me to be a part of the launch test kitchen. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I didn't win, you know? And they're like, no, they loved you and everything. So I was a part of the launch test kitchen. And then just through the relationship with the, you know, Aramark, who does the yeah. Rocket Mortgage Field House, we just built a relationship where at first I was just in the, you know, executive suites and I had a menu there and I have, um, I call it uh, Mama Max's, uh, my mom's name was Maxine. So I have Mama Max's Peach Cobbler. Ooh. You know, I had, um, you know, cauliflower tacos and just everything. And then, um, then the relationship just grew from there and I got into concessions where we're doing that now. So, you know, just, it, it's a, it's amazing to me, like really breaking barriers for, you know, other vegans that are coming up and starting businesses and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's like, wow, I'm the first to do this. This is amazing. Wow. You, you, know, still got, you still got the Mactinis that you're serving or no? Yeah. You know what? I serve those at like events and I just think it's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So I do. I serve those. I have the little martini glasses and I just scoop the little Mac in there. It's so cute. It's adorable. <laughs> now, are you, so you're, this is full time for you now. Yes. Cuisine. Yeah. And so do you have, I would imagine that you have some workers. You, I would, can't imagine you could do this all by yourself. You know what? Some it depending on like what I'm doing, I'm is it is I'm going solo and wow. I pay, and I take my sister, you know, I pay her in t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> t-shirts and love, you know, but I have but I've been um grateful enough to have friends that are like call me, I will help you, you know. So it is just been it's it, it's it's been such a labor of love for, you know, some people to help me and just doing, you know, and, and just working like this. Wow. Are you, so are you doing this out of your home? Do you have a test, a, a kitchen somewhere? How does, how does that work? Yeah, I actually, I work out of two commercial kitchens. Uh, a friend of mine, he has a uh, cafe that he has as a commercial kitchen. So I'll use his kitchen. And then I also have a, uh, we have a shared incubator kitchen space here in Cleveland that I use also. Nice. So central shout out to central kitchen incubator. Woohoo. Now, <laughs> now you're also a personal chef. Yes. And you're a personal chef for what different people. And if I'm not mistaken, some NFL and NBA players. Yes. I had the, uh, an opportunity to um, service. Well, I have two Browns clients, Cleveland Browns players. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, I've cooked for uh, Chris Paul, I've cooked for Lamar Odom. I've cooked for um, uh, celebrity hairstylist Derek J. Uh, so, um, and then I have you know some other professional clients, um, you know business people that I cook for, and it's just you know it's so it's so crazy because you know people will contact me and I'm like, now how do I know you? You know, and it's just it's it's just like word of mouth, and people will refer me. And then refer me to somebody else. And it, it's just been, it's crazy because it's like, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I send out my documentation. Okay, fill out this survey and this and that. And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, if I vet the person 
And, you know, if I have an address, I'm on, uh, what is it, uh, Zillow or whatever. And I'm looking, I'm like, you see this house? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's just, it's, it, I love it. I love now, it. Now, do you still love cooking? I mean, is is it is it like, wow, I, I got to do all this cooking and prepping? Um, what's your slant on that? You know what? Cooking, there there are some times where I'm like, oh, gosh, I do not feel like doing that. <laughs> sure, I can't. Right, you know, but for the most part, cooking is my therapy. Mm. Cooking, it's like I will... I will uh, put on uh, my Alexa app and then I'll ha- I have my, I have certain playlists for certain things. Yeah, yeah. And I will, I'll go to town and I'll, I'll cook. And, and uh, one thing that I love to do, like I'm, I'm on food network, like 24 mm. seven. So I'll watch food network and I'll see something. And then I'm thinking, do I have that in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. And I'll literally go and make it. And then I'll call, I'll just send out a mass text to my friends and I'm like, Hey, I just made something. You, you know, you want something. They're like, where you at? I'm on my way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Cause it's like half the time I never eat what I cook. Yeah. Yeah. And just they and just, and I give it away and everybody's like, make that again. I like that. What is something that you've made recently that you got really, really like jazzed and excited about? There was something that was new for you. You know what? I made a, oh, what is the name of that? It's a new mushroom where I get, I get my mushrooms from a uh, store. Uh, let me shout purple brown store. Let me shout them out. But I get all of my mushrooms from there, but they have this new mushroom. Oh, I can't even think of, but it. Is it a reishi? It, is it a reishi? Uh, not the lion's mane. No, it's not the lion's mane, but it it looks like um. It's really weird looking. I don't want to say Chantilly, no, but it's something, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I made a risotto with it. Ooh. And the thing is, the mushroom, it doesn't lose its firmness. Yeah. So it still like has a bite to it. And it was, it was amazing. So I made that risotto. I have to find it, the mushroom name for it. But I did that and it was amazing. Oh, and I made um uh, okra etouffee. Okra. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I got a problem with okra. Something of, it seems slimy. It's you one know of, what? And that's, I did too, but I'm like, let me try this etouffee with it. And it was not slimy at all. So it was really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause uh-huh. I'm not a big okra person, but I saw it on TV and I said, Oh, I want to make that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okra, eggplant, uh, some of the squashes. I'm, um, those are like the few things that I got an issue with. Really? No, I love eggplant. I love <laughs> so eggplant. How would you prepare an eggplant dish for me and win me over to egg- eggplant? You know what I would do? I would actually add the eggplant to like a stir fry for you then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, you know, chop it up, but I would salt it down so the moisture would come out of it. There you go. Yeah. And then after that, pat it and I would probably even just bake it a little bit. And I'm so extra. So I'll go like yeah. different steps. I'll probably bake it a little bit just to dry it out hmm. and then put it in a stir fry. All right. Um, you're. I want you to make a sandwich 
Okay. For, your, for yourself. Ooh. It's going to be like this. This is your favorite sandwich on the planet. Oh. I want you to tell me what would it be. Oh, you know what? I would first. I'd use Ezekiel bread. I okay. love Ezekiel bread. Yeah, yeah. It, they they really do a nice job. Yes. Very very healthy, hearty whole grain. Yeah, bread. I love that, and they're flourless, so I don't feel guilty. Yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs> and, and recently, you also you've you've gone gluten free, right? Yes. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I now I will say this: I did have something with a little gluten in it and I, cause I was testing myself, Yeah, but I, I didn't feel it as much, but I'm still like, no, oh, I don't want to test it. Yeah, You know? So, um, yeah. So the Ezekiel bread, I would, uh, get some tempeh mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I would marinate it in a, um, maple, maple syrup, almost like a bacony tempeh. Yeah, so my mouth maple. is starting to drip. <laughs> so maple, maple syrup, tamari, a uh, little liquid smoke, and uh, marinate that. So I, I have some fried, um, just pan sear it. Yeah. With some avocado, and some, uh, and then, and, and I know people always think I'm weird for this, but I love um, white beans mm. and mm. just mash those. On that, with the avocado and the tempeh, with some uh, arugula, oof, oof, and, <laughs> and some I love and some oil and vinegar, uh-huh, uh-huh. and that's it. Oh, and some tomato. I gotta have tomato on that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you had me. Everything. I love that. Everything. I don't think I need the oil and vinegar, but everything else. Oh my gosh, incredible. Now, yeah. here is my big question to you. Oh. You got the sandwich. It's in front of you. Do you cut it horizontally, diagonally, oh. or do you just pick it up and eat the whole thing? What are you doing? Oh, no, I got to cut it diagonally. Diagonally. And why diagonally? I don't know. <laughs> my, my, I, and I literally just put this about a couple weeks ago on my post. Yeah. I said, you got to tell me, do you cut your sandwich in half or diagonally? It's something about the diagonal angle. That makes the sandwich taste better. I don't care what it is. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And there's something about the diagonal cut. It also, to me, the presentation is that you kind of up, up the presentation a little bit. There you go. Yeah. Because then it's like you can, it's like everything, it just looks so pretty. And you can see the layers. Oh, yeah. And the columns of each thing that's in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's diagonal. And ergonomically, it fits in the hand a little bit better. There you go. There you go. Just hold it. And you can grab it at any end, you know? That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Here's, okay. I got, I'm going to fire some questions at you. Let's go. Now, here's another one. So, um, I saw on your Instagram post, you make a scrambled egg substitute yes. that looks spectacular. It's like the, it's one thing that I don't, I haven't had in really years and I don't use just eggs or, you know, any of these substitutes, but you made something out of chickpea flour. Will you tell everybody what about your scrambled egg substitute? Yeah, that. Okay. Cause I used to, I used to love just egg, Mm -hmm. but you know, again, just, you know, trying to get away from all of that. I said, I love a tofu scramble, but 
I love, you know, the chickpea scramble. Mm. So with my chickpea flour, I just, you know, and I usually, I just add, you know, the water, but I love putting smoked paprika, onion powder, garlic powder, some uh, turmeric and, um, and uh, black salt. Yeah. The black yeah. salt. Oh my gosh. That if you have not had black salt. <laughs> that gives it that egginess, doesn't it? It gives it that egginess. And my sister's always like, is that egg? She's like, you using that old stinky black salt. <laughs> but that, I mean, that is a game changer. So I just use that. And then I like it to be a little thick, just a little bit. But if you like it watery, whatever, I put it in the mm. pan. But with that too, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working on my trying to be oil free. I'm I'm trying to get there. But if I if I do want it oil free, I will actually literally just put some um vegetable broth uh-huh. and then just let it sit for a second until it starts bubbling. Yeah. Almost like a pancake. And then I just start to just scramble it, let it sit for a minute, scramble, let it sit, scramble, and then oh, you talking about a good time. Party in your mouth. I'm making it this weekend. Yes. For the kids. I definitely Absolutely love it. Now, so you do a lot of cooking. Mm-hmm. Would you say, how many hours would you say on average you're in that, you're either cooking or you're in your commercial kitchen? Oh, is per day or week? Per day. Per day. Per day. Uh, well, you know what? Depending. Oh, so if I have a client that I'm cooking for, I'm in the kitchen at least uh, eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. Because, um, I have a family that I cook for. So I'm, so one day a week, I'll literally go to the house, cook the meals for the whole week, pack it up, label it, freeze some of them, refrigerate the rest. And then I'm out of there. So it's about a good, it's, it's like a full-time job, like eight to 10 hours. Well, I can't even imagine. And then, and then, when you're preparing for a, a home calves game, um, I mean, is that like a couple days to get ready for that? Well, no, actually, yeah. I, and I, I know this is gonna this is gonna sound I don't know uh, uh, pompous or whatever, but I I don't cook the food; they cook it. And oh, and I, the, okay. make, I make money off the food. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, so they cook it and then they put the conscious cuisine on it because they're following all of your, maybe your recipes recipes. and your tenants and all that. Yeah. You know what? Good for you. That sounds like you're working smart there. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I love it, you know, and, um, you know, and, and I've gone, you know, for taste testings and, you know, making sure that it's true to what, you know, I do and making sure that they're okay. What are you guys using here? Is everything sterile? And and the one thing about them, they are so receptive to, you know, to my beliefs and to everything. Like they literally will clean. And if I'm coming there, they will clean an entire kitchen. They'll, you know, it's, mm. it's new grease. Nothing has been touched with everything. So they're, they're very, it's, I mean, they're, they're great up there. They're great. Right. That sounds like a wonderful partnership. Congratulations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if I'm in Cleveland and I'm like, oh, wow, you know what? I wouldn't mind uh, trying to reach out to uh, Chef Vegan Vicky and, and getting on the docket. Are you taking clients or not? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm always taking clients. <laughs> I'm always taking clients. You know, um, so yes, just depending on um, 
you know, the contract, the current contracts that I have. Yeah. So if they, and especially if they come, you know, like with a referral or, you know, if they know someone and they're like, oh, you know, you, you know, I got an email the other day. You came highly recommended. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Now I'm going to get back to that. I got, I got diverted there because I asked you, you know, how much time you spend a, a lot. So my question is, so what do you, do you have a recommendation as far as like cookware, pots, pans, things of that nature that you would recommend for the uh, the listener? I do. I am a made-in cookware. Made-in? Made-in, yes. Made-in. How do you spell it? Yeah, M-A-D-E-I-N. Yeah, made-in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They are phenomenal. They're I mean, their cookware I, it's, it's the best. Their knives are amazing. Their cookware. Um, so made in if you're watching. <laughs> so do you just go online to madein.com and Yeah, then- just madein.com. Right. And I have uh they have um they have different like uh packages like uh so you can get like a sous chef package where they have like 10 uh you know 10 pots and things like that. Uh, they have a or if you're just looking for like one pan, they have a it's called the blue steel pan. Yeah. And it is it's it's like a pan and a wok all in one. Ooh. And it's it's like one of my favorite pans. It, it you know, when I'm, you know, cooking, I'll I'll take my things with me and I'm, you know, and I'm like, don't touch my pan. Don't that's no not the blue steel. Don't touch my blue steel. <laughs> I got the Zoolander. You know, he had the the look. <laughs> now is any of their stuff good? Because, you know, a lot of my audience were, were not fans of added oils and we like to cook, you know, oil free. Right. Does the blue steel, is it conducive for people that don't want to use oil? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing about, and, and honestly, one thing about uh, made in cookware is you don't even have to use oil in any of their pans. Wow. Yeah. They yeah. are, they're made, uh, they are, what about a what, what about a pancake pan? Do they have like a skillet that? Oh yeah, they have everything. They have everything, oh. and it it is, and you like I said, you don't have to use oil in it. It's okay. amazing. Well, yeah. I like it. I like the sound of all that. Now yeah. tell me, because I saw on Instagram that you were in Target and you bought the I am uh, I am Tabitha Brown collection. Tell me about that. Is I that- did. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that pots and pans? What's that? Well, no, you know what? I got uh, some of her food products. Oh, she got food products. Yeah. So she bought, uh, so, but the one thing about it, I am, um, I have a nut allergy. So I am a vegan with a nut allergy. So (laughs) that's nutty. I'm not, isn't that nutty? (laughs) So I have to be very careful. So I'm always looking. I have to be careful. I can't have any cashews. I mean, any tree nuts, nuts, anything like that. So I actually got the um, wild mushroom and polenta ravioli and I had her, um, I think it was a caramelized onion, like cream cheese. Are these frozen dishes? Are these frozen entrees? No, you know what? No, they're just refrigerated. They're not frozen. But I literally took that and I did a whole reel because I said, well, you know what? I had some mushrooms in the refrigerator. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to. Up, up the <laughs> up. mushroom value. <laughs> so I sauteed the mushrooms in my blue steel, and I did the um 
onions and then I used the caramel, um, the cream cheese and I made a sauce and added the mushrooms and did the uh, yeah. uh, ravioli over that. And it was cream. It was delicious. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you think she's got some good, good products? You know, the ones that I had were good. I think the other ones had like um, nuts, so I couldn't okay. eat that. So got it. Got it. Yeah. Another, another uh, recipe that I've, that I saw on your Instagram site that really caught my attention because my kids are just such tofu lovers. You make uh-huh. a, you made a quinoa crusted tofu like strip that looked really, really divine. It was so good. I saw it and I forgot. I think I, I forgot whose page I saw it on. Yeah. Oh no, it was on Food Network. Okay. And they used the quinoa with like some salmon or something. And I uh-huh. said, we're not doing that. <laughs> but, and I, I did it on um, some tofu and it was so good because first of all, I love quinoa, period. Mm-hmm. I love quinoa, period. So I'll even make it for like granola. I'll put it in that. But um, it was so good and very crunchy. And it was, and I baked it. I think, did I bake it? I don't even remember. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah, it, looked, <laughs> it, looked, it looked absolutely delicious. Yeah, it was really good. You also had this purple sweet potato pie. It was the most brilliant purple I've yes. ever seen. How did you get that purple color? That's not from the sweet potatoes, I can't imagine. Yeah. That was from the sweet potato. Come on. It was honest to goodness. Come on. Honest to goodness. It was it was so brilliant. Now and I wanted to post afterward because when it cooked down, it got like a deeper purple. Oh yeah. But when I was making it, I was like, this is like royalty. It was so, I mean. And it was like, I got so many DMs. Like somebody was like, now nah, you put a filter on that. And I'm like, I didn't. I swear I did not. I just sat it on my counter and I just made it and snapped the picture. When I tell you it was so good. I almost don't even like want to get like regular sweet potatoes. anymore. Uh. The purple sweet potato was so good because I had been looking for them. And the store I get my mushrooms, they had some. I said, oh, I'm going to, I want to make a purple. I have this thing where if I see something, I have to make it. I have to make it. So, and I said, I want to make a purple sweet potato pie. And it was, it was so good. It was delicious. Well, I, I can't wait to make that one too. Yeah. I'm going to be making the, uh, the scrambled chickpea uh, breakfast. I'll be making that purple sweet potato pie as well. So, you know, I want to do to round things out today. Yes. Vicky, I want to do what you did to me. So Uh-oh. when you had me on your dope vegan friends, you had yeah. this rapid fire question. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to do the same to you. All right. Uh-oh. So let's start. Let's start. Tell me right now, who's your favorite musician and why? Oh, my favorite musician and why? Oh, you know what? I have so many. I'm okay. You know what? My fate right now. It's got to be New Edition. Ooh. Yeah, New Edition, because they're coming to Cleveland next week, and I'm going to be in the house. So I've just been getting all my getting all my steps together. Good. <laughs> so I would have to say New Edition, um, because, I mean, they were, they are and were my 
soundtrack growing up. Love it. Love yeah. It. So just good memories. I did a post today and today I'm into uh, Dermot Kennedy. He has a song called Power Over Me. It's oh, okay. Good. It's good. I got to yeah. listen to that. Yeah. Oh, wait. And I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you with your no. name. But listen, first of all, let's talk about Richard Marks. Oh, my goodness. He was like my crush when I was in junior high. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was listening to it. So, yeah, I had to get that out. Yeah, no, that was a great. So That was so awesome. Yeah, he was just on the podcast a couple weeks ago. If you didn't listen to it, listen to it. But Richard Marks, you know, he's got more number one hit singles than any other male musician. It's crazy. He's, I mean, he's amazing. And I didn't even know that he wrote for all those people. I know. I was was like, what? I know. Yeah. So that was, I was, I was so uh, back in my junior high uh, fangirling days. Uh Do you remember my answer when you asked me this question a couple of weeks ago? Yes. And I went and listened to him. I love Harry Styles. (laughs) Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. Next, Next is what is a routine vegan Vicky, that you do every day without fail. Um, you know what? Cuddle with my dog. Aww. Cuddle with my fur baby <laughs> when she wants to. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to. I don't want to cuddle right now. <laughs> All right. So if we were to ask you, like, if we were able to go in and get access to your Google search, mm-hmm. right? What would we find that you Google more than anything else? Oh, um, oh, you know what? What I Googled, the, this is so, I always, if I'm watching a movie, I will Google, I'll go to Wikipedia and read the plot because I don't, because if I really love a character, I want to make sure that they don't die in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so Wikipedia looking up movie plots. What's the latest movie you've watched that you recommend? Oh, you know what I watched? I watched um, Uncharted on uh, what was it was like on like HBO Max or Hulu, one of those. But it's got Mark Wahlberg in it. With um, is Brad Pitt in that one? No, Brad Pitt wasn't in it. But it's the guy that played Spider Man. Like the oh, Tony McGuire. Tony McGuire. No, yeah, not Toby. No, no, not the English guy. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but it was, I watched Uncharted and it was pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I do remember that one. Yeah. Um, so if we were to get one of the top film directors in the world yes. to do a film about your incredible life, okay. Vicky. Who would you want to play the part of Vicky? Ooh, this is, oh my God. I've never thought to ask myself <laughs> these questions. Um, who would I get want to get to play me? Oh my gosh. I can help I, you out. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. I think that's because I love her body of work. I just, I don't know. I, I would have to say, um, I mean, it just, oh my God, who would I want to, oh my gosh. How about we just talked about her. We just talked to her about, about her about four minutes ago. Oh my God. You bought her food. Oh, Tabitha. Heck yeah. Come on, Tab. Yeah, do it. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Absolutely. I think yes. so. I think so too. All right. Here's, through, Tabitha. And here's my last question for you. Okay. Do you remember what your first Instagram post was February 19th, 2014? Oh my gosh. I... I do not. It, oh was, my. it was a photo of your meat loaf. Okay. It was just, it was a, basically a picture of meatloaf. And it was, your, you know, the beginning of your Instagram journey. This is 2004. Wow. That is so, um, now I have to go look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I was just so pumped. Like, guys, look at my meatloaf. <laughs> All right. You know how I want to end this? So today is Thursday. Our episodes always drop on a Thursday. I'd love for you, and this is kind of, I think, a a ritual that you have. What are you thankful for this Thursday? Oh, you know what? I am thankful. Oh, you know what? I'm thankful for life. You know, um, I think, uh, and I'm, I'm thankful for even though, you know, the climate that we're in and, you know, things, you know, people can see certain things going on. I'm still grateful to be able to have the freedom that I do. Um, I'm thankful for my um, fam. I have so many things to be thankful for. That's that's (laughs) a good thing. Yeah. My family. Um, But, you know, most of all, I'm thankful for having an awesome support system. You know, um, you know, make me cry. No, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm thankful for having an awesome support system because there are a lot of times where I can feel down about what's not happening that I forget about all the things that have happened and that have been a blessing to me. And my support system always reminds me, take time out to be grateful for what, you know, like you've done some pretty awesome things, you know, and, and they, they put my memory to work. And I'm so grateful for that because it does allow me time to take a deep breath and to realize that, you know, you, you know, you've done some amazing things. And for me to, like I said, put my memory to work and just be thankful for my journey. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Um, you know what? It just hit me, and I want to ask you this question, and then we're gonna, and then we're gonna say goodbye. Okay. But that is, remember that woman that you said you met in the grocery store, and she'd been yes. doing it for forty years. Did you yes. ever stay in touch or get her get her number, or no? I did not, and it's almost like one of those things because when I thought to do it, I could not find her, mm-hmm. and I'm like, where did she go? You know, and. And it's like from time to time, I often think about her like, you know, is she still around? Is she, you know, because I'm like the way she was moving around, baby, she she probably 192. right (laughs) 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 Because she looked so good. And but I did not. And that's one thing that I uh, I I regret. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things I'm like, oh, man, I wish I would have. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't regret that we've run into each other. I know. Friends, and we are like the Cleveland Connection, Conscious Cuisine, 117. Yes. Rocking it. Rocking it. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, Vicki, 
Thank you so much for coming on the Plant Strong podcast. I look forward to staying in touch. And uh, will you hit me hit me up on the way out? Keep it Plant Strong, all right? Plant Strong, my friend. Yes, indeed. I hope to see you at Sedona this fall. I know. Yes, I am working <laughs> on that right now. <laughs> yeah, you let me you let me help you out. All right. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Thank all right. you so much. You can follow Vegan Vicky on Instagram at conscious and that is spelled k-o-n-c-i-o-u-s underscore cuisine cuisine is spelled k-u-i-s-i-n-e on instagram and i'll be sure to put a link in the show notes for you as well if you're ever in cleveland make sure to stop by her pop-up markets and enjoy that vegan soul food that is made from love and lots of gratitude Keep it plant strong, my friends, and we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to the Plant Strong Podcast. You can support the show by taking a quick minute to follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Leaving us a positive review and sharing the show with your network is another great way to help us reach as many people as possible with the exciting news about plants. Thank you in advance for your support. It means everything. The Plant Strong podcast team includes Carrie Barrett, Lori Kordowich, Amy Mackey, Patrick Gavin, and Wade Clark. This season is dedicated to all of those courageous truth seekers who weren't afraid to look through the lens with clear vision and hold firm to a higher truth. Most notably, my parents, Dr. Caldwell B. Esselstyn Jr. and Anne Cryle Esselstyn. Thanks for listening.